three, two, one. I said I'm thinking about Sam. Welcome to the Stoned Apes podcast. We have another episode for you. It's the beard. Oh my lord, Almighty! <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Three yeah. motherfuckers back again. What's up? I love this damn podcast. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun. How has this week been for you guys? Interesting, to say the least. To say the least. Yeah, Christmas week, right? Right. 2022 in the books. Anthony tried to kick me thin last night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I felt better so, when you left and you were like, and I knew because I was like, I felt like I was kicked, like we were doing some decent old school Muay Thai. And he late, he comes over and he goes, I'm gonna go home and ice my ribs now. I'm like, okay, I was getting him okay. Okay, so here's <laughs> so here's a true story. So I'm gonna tell him myself a little bit, but I and I'm gonna stroke his ego doing this, but it's kind of funny. So I went over there with the intentions of trading kicks with him, and I was throwing about sixty percent, right? So I was throwing hard enough to knew that it would have impact, but I'm not trying to like break anything, right? You know, and so I kick him. And then he comes back and he kicks me, and I didn't really turn to absorb it because I turn and I take it with my lat, and I so I kind of was just in position thinking he was going to yeah. do the same thing, and I hear, bam, and then it was at the moment it dawned on me I was like, oh yeah, this motherfucker's a black belt in taekwondo. I shouldn't have let him kick me, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, ow. Bam! And I kicked him back. And I was like, "Bitch!" Well, I, I thought, I, I, I thought, "Hey, we're doing old school shit, and we're putting on a show for the new guy." Because the new no, guy needs to. It see wasn't this a show. I was just kicking you, but it you've was been like, intense all week anyway. Yeah, but dude, when when that kick me. landed, when that kick landed, it was a real eye opener. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I for, I forgot who I was playing with. Wednesday morning, <laughs> you came in. You didn't hit me as much as you have. But you hit me way harder than you ever have. No, no, no. Here's the other thing you need to understand. When he spars with us, too, he wears his fight glove. Like, I didn't realize it till last night, because I have the hybrid glove, Fairtex gloves. And last night when he was like, I never knew this about tie gloves, but the ounce difference. Because I was used to kickboxing or boxing gloves or whatever. And he goes, but these ones, he goes, these are actual fight gloves. Well, he goes, I don't wear these when I spar with you guys. I don't want, and I was sitting there going, this motherfucker. Yes, you do wear those when you spar <laughs> with no, me there. I, <laughs> I don't, I'm not, no, I wasn't hitting you hard. I wouldn't hit you like hard like that. No, you no, don't. But you hit me harder than you ever have. You'll use those gloves with us because it's with us. Okay, so full disclosure, I'm, I think I'm hitting harder, but I don't think it's on purpose. I have lost a lot of weight. My body mass has went down and my mobility has increased considerably in this last month and a half. I am faster and more mobile than I've ever been. You are fast. And I'm surprising myself by how fast I am. So I'm throwing the same intensity, but what's happening it's is it's happening faster. faster. And I have to I mean, relearn how hard I'm hitting. Boy, sorry. When I hit that kid with that knee last night, and it came through, and even when I threw it, you ever throw something and you're like, God damn, that was fast. Yeah. You know, I scooped him, boom, and I'd already hit him. And then by the time I had realized I hit him, he was already, like, doubled over. And I went, oh. And then he goes, and I was like, he's going to need a moment. It looked, like, <laughs> it, looked like, it looked like you stepped on a Coke can. Like, he was ragdolled even laying there. I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, I've been hitting the liver like that before. Yep. Dude, I mean, I know how that is. I went from 230 to 155. Dude, I am. Now, I know, like, in reality, I I know that in reality, I know there's people faster than me, but for me right now, this is lightning. 
I have never been as fast. I hit Michael the other day. And you were stoned as fuck, and you're like, this is... Dude, I threw a jab and hit him in the face, and I watched him back up and open his arms. And he was about five, six feet from me, and I thought, I'm going to jab him to the stomach, you know? And so I came out, and bam, and I hit him, and I went, boom, and I came back out. I had hit him and was already back out by the time he realized that I hit him, you know? And I was like, I could never move my body like that. I always had a hard time with those full positional movements, getting yeah. in and getting out. That's why I always learned to fight, like, in the pocket, because I was too slow to get out. Mm -hmm. So I figured, fuck it, if I'm going to be stuck here, I'm going to have to learn how to deal with it, right? But right. now I have the ability to get in and to get out and to start matching speed. And this is a whole new territory for me. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different style of fighting. It's not one that I've really done before. Poor Michael. I invited him to the wrong day to come out and train. After did he, he take that okay? Did he? I was he afraid he thought he I was did, being a bully. Was, he did, but so like when Eric and I started, my knee was still like, my mobility was short. Because you could tell, I started slow and then I started warming up. And then... After that, you would just put it on Michael, and then he came over. I gave him a couple good left hooks to the head, and then, like, I was leg kicking him. He and said, was, don't hit him in the jaw. What? Well, other side of the head. <laughs> oh, he's like, other, oh, wrong arm. Got it. Well, so then I was other backing job. him up, and I kept leg kicking him, and I'm like, I'm going to work this sweep where you stick it on the check and kick through. And I caught it perfect. Like, his fit right out from <laughs> under him. And oh, he just poor Michael. Jam it. He stood up, he goes, is this really why you invited me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we missed Dude, you training. You were Dude, like, I really do like, you're, you're like, I wish he was around more. So do I. I. Oh yeah, he's good. Like, I really wish he's he was naturally good. Like, he could be a savage. And I only trained. bully him because I want him around. Yeah, yeah he, like took a, he took a decent beating from me. I mean, I didn't take it easy on him. Like, he was, he never stopped. He kept yeah, coming. He says he has a punchable face. So it's very, he was, it's a good target. It's a big head. <laughs> I hate that fucking head, dude. I need to wear it, but God bless. All right, I so, like it. so legit check. I've been more intense, obviously. Yeah, you should do that with your jiu-jitsu. I'm going to. Does it come off okay? I'm a little worried. I got a little self-conscious that I looked like a little bit of a bully last night. Mm. And I didn't want to come off that way. I don't think it's that. I think you... It's like bookending stuff, right? If you, you have that in the middle, but you kind of bookend it with... It's like if you're feeding somebody the shit sandwich, you put sunshine on two ends. <laughs> right? <laughs> Makes the middle a little better. <laughs> just, just, just... You cap it with the sunshine. Like, hey, guys... I really Great did, did the coaching moments help snap the brain back to making it like understand what was happening? Like it, give it purpose? It, uh, I think here's my thoughts on the Muay Thai program. It has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with He's I don't to tell me my shit shit. No. <laughs> it's not that. It's there's no your Muay Thai program doesn't do anything if I'm showing up to it. Right. Okay, whatever. If if you're having those conversations with new guys who are consistently showing up, but when I'm showing up and it's like, other than your son who you're raising like a Spartan. Legit. It's no, no, but for real, <laughs> legit. It, 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 it's uh, that fucker's gonna be a badass. Right. No, like. Yeah, like you're like yeah. Well, be. I can just you're like yeah. I can just put you with Ethan because you guys can go whatever if you need more work. Yeah, I know. I can. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. 
that conversation for everybody new, if they were hearing that all the time yeah. and it was a core group of guys who were there and you had new guys coming in filling the program and it was growing and was big, right? that was great. That would be great. The, the problem is, I don't know if it's, it's Mark. So I don't, yeah. exactly I don't know if it's the, mar- the marketing or the, well. You just can't the, get people to get, they, it's not a it's, lifestyle, man. Yeah, dude, that's we talked about that. That it's was in that first Midwest, podcast. West, guys, it's the Midwest. It's not, yeah, it's the mentality here. It's the hobbies are looked down upon. It's doing anything for yourself that you have fun with is not okay. Doing right. hard, doing hard stuff. Doing and doing something hard other than working and bitching about it. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I was I was waiting for that new guy to come to the jits class. I was broke off. I still probably would have just drilled. My knee was killing me after, at the end of the night. It, was, it wasn't that it was killing me. It was kind of how you were that one day where I was like, is your knee good? And you're like, it doesn't hurt. But it's on the cusp of if you keep going, you're going to re-injure it. That's how I felt. Right. Like, I literally spent the whole class just basically talking to Jackie and throwing out pointers when he was talking to somebody else for the other guys. Right. right. And I would have liked to have got work, but I'm like, it's working turtle. My knee being compressed sucked. See, I think last night, nights like last night, are good not just for the people, because they need to be introduced to the idea of like what Muay Thai is, right? Mm-hmm. Muay Thai is savage. And you, there's no way of training it and, and making it applicable like it's supposed to be. You know, that's mm-hmm. the problem. Everybody says, well, I want to learn Muay Thai, and I want to be like those Thai fighters. And then you train it half-ass. You don't ever learn to apply it. And then you think, oh, well, this isn't effective. You, you know, know, that what? tie kick doesn't work. Yeah, fuck, let me tie kick you. Yeah. I'll break your leg in half. You know what, you know? if you look at a lot of the tie gyms, too, like you look at how they train every day and stuff, too, they have moments of intensity, too, though. Like, a lot of it's play for those guys. They're laughing. Like, Dude, ties the- train hard as fuck. No, they do. <laughs> they do. But on the drilling and movement, like, you'll see them laughing and like, oh, well, I do it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, little... Like, even little kids and stuff. Right. You, you know what I mean? You kind of... And that's what there's I mean. There's fun, too. Like, there's times yeah. to play and times to scrap. Right. right. And but that's dude, what I mean. But here's the thing, I mean. though. Last night, for me, was fun. Right. I know right? it was. That's that transition. And it was good for me, too, because, one, it reminds you of, like... It reminded me a little bit of, like, what it feels like to feel like a Thai warrior. Right? And I felt like that. I went into that Thai fighter mode. And it was like, ugh. But you know the best moment for me is when I kick Sam... And Sam kicked me back because it reminded me. I went, "Ooh, there's another warrior," like you know. And it was like, "Oh, when we, you know, yeah, let's go, let's when go." I, when I, I found the, one, well, right. you know, I was so the new guy playing the clinch. I was kind of letting him work because I weighed a guy by a lot, and mm-hmm. I know more. It's that dude's at least 160 pounds. Well, when you you and I clinched for a minute, and we did some stuff. And you were like, yep, good work. And then I was like, okay. And you're like, all right, now we're going to kicks out, just outside kicks the legs. So I was just like, all right, I'm just standing there eating them. I'm sticking them a little bit. And then you're like, okay, to the body. And you came over to me and I kind of did it the same. And then you went, wham. And I went, we're doing Muay Thai. <laughs> and, and, and legit, me and Anthony were standing there like in kickboxer. Come on, bam, come on, boom, just eating them. Mm-hmm. And then after you clinched with him, I was like, this is what we're doing. And I went over and bullied Zach. Yep. 
I took exactly what you did. I go, this is what Anthony wants tonight. That's exactly what I want. And I pivoted, and then that the next time me and that little dude clutched, I know, ran him down, just like you did. I just walked in, I, and I I'm keep, going to bully you now. I keep trying to explain people that mentality of Muay Thai, that being that destroyer. And you don't, you can't get it until you do it. Mm-hmm. You got to experience it. You know, there's, it's like being a shark. And you walk in and you own that fucking thing. You have to have it. You don't care. It's mental. It's like when he hit me, one of the biggest focuses that I had, and I know I called him the second time, because after he hit me the first time, he kind of surprised me. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, and so I hit him back a little bit harder. And then he hit me again pretty hard. And I was like, then I was like, I'm going to get into his head because I'm going to hit him faster. And so then he hit me, boom. And boom. And then it was like, I seen his head. It was like, oh. You know, and I was like, yeah. You know, and it's like, it was that mental game of like, that's the psychology. It isn't that, if you can, it isn't that he didn't hurt me. But if I can hit him fast enough, hard enough, right after the fact, I can keep him from thinking he hurt me. And that's going to fuck his psychology up. Well, we and just, so that's what creates that warrior mentality. We just sat there and played Viking. Damn right. Like, yeah. we, we, and that's why, like, after, like, when I went to Zach, I was like, yep, it's bully time. Like, I mean, I was still working on technique and stuff, but I'm like, this is what he wants tonight. So is that why that 10-year-old in Japan beat me up in front of everybody? Maybe. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He, I mean, that's not a joke. He he knew that he was going to be asked to commit. I went to, to a shooter karate place to Japan, and they wouldn't let me go to the adult class until I did the kids' class. Right. And I couldn't keep up in the kids' class. Well, they're doing like they, they each kid gets a chair and they both put one foot on the other side of the chair and they stand mm-hmm. all the way up and they do like a hundred on each side. Dude, right. And then they start training. I'll tell you this. Traditional martial arts. Forget the McDojoification, the westernification of all the BS. If you've had to hold a middle stance with someone smacking you on the leg, like yeah, I remember right. sitting there just Bam, like hard style. That's why I said all that shit used to work because it was pressure tested. Mm -hmm. It was hardcore. The problem is the westernization of it, the commercialization of it for money. Yeah, the greed in it. So everybody, because they're like, everybody wants to be that, but they don't want to have to do it. now, Now that we had last night, I can explain this in a way that means more. It's like I keep saying all this time. I said, that's the most frustrating thing about teaching Muay Thai to somebody. Like that kid. Mm-hmm. Put him back in a class three months ago. I would have clinched with him. I would have rolled with him. I would have hit him with some knees. He would hit me with some knees. That exchange would have went. And he would have went. He would have walked away going, man, I did pretty good. No, here's the problem. In a real fight, that would have been one knee, two knees. Once you feel the power, once you feel the power, this isn't an engagement where you're going to be lasting. This is an engagement where when we touch... You're going to fucking know, right. you know, and you're not going to sit there. You're not going to stand in front of me for five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, the shit's going to go down. Yeah. And that's, a, and that's the thing like with jujitsu too, is like in, in the issue Sue's, I think I've been too nice to people right. in our rolling and in our mm-hmm. like, I'm not putting the boots to people like I should, because I, I want to feel them. I want to see how they're working. Mm-hmm. I want to see the holes so I can say, Hey, work on this, hey. this, and this. But sometimes man, no, I can't let I people so, think they can get hey, away with the shit that they think they're getting I away so with. I so appreciate that, but I'll tell you what, man, the times that you put the boots to me, it's like, I fucking know. Because I've got a confident a few times where I'm like, you know, I, I told Michelle, I was like, man, I was doing pretty good. I was like, I actually really think I rolled pretty competitively against Eric tonight. And, you know, I walk in the gym a couple of days later or whatever, and the next thing you know, you're murdering me. And I'm like, never mind. 
fucking forget. Forget that whole idea. Honest, I went back and I'm like, Anthony thought he did good today. See, I'm the other way. And I'm like, I need to, I need to <laughs> let him know that. Fuck you. I'm the other way because he's like, like, oh, Anthony. Tell me you don't do that with oh my God. He's like, Anthony thought he did good today. He's probably feeling really good about himself. Aww. Let me, let me take that away. Come here. I give it. <laughs> I give it and I take it and away. I take it away. <laughs> Fucking jiu-jitsu Jesus. <laughs> the no, professor like, does give. I'm the other way. Because I'll be sitting there and I'm like, I know if a position is solid or strong. Mm-hmm. But like I'll be like, hey, this this dump truck feels good. My Darce is starting to feel good. Mm-hmm. And then He'll shift it, we'll wrestle up, and then he goes MMA for a minute, like we did on Open Mat on Monday. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, fuck you. And I'm wrestling up, and I I wasn't getting hit, because I'm comfortable kind of in that, but I'm like, I also know he's going to snap my arm if he wants it. But then when we got done, I was like, man, did that Dars feel okay? He goes, no, that was really good. I always assume that. Like, I'm asking about these positions, or even the setup. I almost wanted to go back and watch the security camera. I had to make him walk back through it because we were playing this, like, crazy position, Mm. and he baited something, and I had the right answer. The bait that he had from the chin strap and where we went, I was just like, it hurt me harder mentally. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like that felt right and he was like no it was but that's how like there's a difference like now for me to like physically dominate you is uh, a tap it's a task at hand mm-hmm. where I have to I have to physically be in that like okay I'm throwing down I'm gonna blow my load on Sam and have to deal with everybody else later right if I want to, if I'm gonna like if I need to like I'm gonna fucking let Sam know I'm big and strong I'm gonna blow my load doing it right for me to put the boots to you, I have to put the boots to you in that chess game yeah. versus physically. Right. Right? I have to let you know. Yeah. Like, you you think... I don't, though. That's, that's, so, a, but that's, that's what I mean. When I had I was like, it felt good. You yeah. go, I was in danger. Yeah. I had to work yeah. out of it. And I was like, okay, good. Because yeah. it felt good. But that's but that's giving me well, the ability to play oh, tricky in those situations. No, it's okay. yeah, yeah. No, I'm telling him sorry because I pushed oh, okay. that out. So let me, um, I was going to do this today anyway. So I'm actually kind of glad we're doing it on the podcast. It's kind of cool. Okay. Big coaching moment. Big coaching moment. This would be like the Muay Thai uh, version of like belting, right? Um, you impressed the fuck out of me last night. I came in to clinch with you with the full intentions of putting it to you. I was going to fuck you up. You had that look on your face. And I know you've been getting better, and I've done enough clinching with you that I knew I was going to like have a little bit of a challenge. You matched me last night. I recognized that very quickly, and I was like, damn. And I knew right then, that's what I told you. I was like, oh, I said I just grabbed a hold of somebody. You became a somebody last night. Thank you. Damn. Your clinch game is a clinch game. You got what you wanted out of it. That's you your put coaching, in the work. Brother. That's your coaching. That's all you I do not think I could beat you in the clinch anymore. Oh, you yeah. have achieved. I'll s- you made... I was always comfortable before, like I said, with other people. 
you put the holes together. Well, and finding the elbows and stuff. And last night I was doing it with Zach when I went over. Mm -hmm. And even the new guy, like every once in a while when you're like no strikes, I was like just throwing them toward their faces. But the dirty so no strikes, so I was striking <laughs> secretly <laughs> in no, their in no. their face. It wasn't, it wasn't even as much as they knew. It was like as it was much just in, in your head. It was as yeah, much as this much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like the like I'm here and I'd be like, I just kind of torque my hip this way. Like that was a hook. When are we gonna hey, buy a horse? Yeah, you're good. Uh, Dakota wants to know if she's supposed to. Why are we gonna do jujitsu jousting? <laughs> Oh! On horseback. I think yeah, she is supposed to accompany him. Okay. To or charge each other, and that's how you get to She's going to have Equine jitsu. Right. That's how you get to take down. Look, you can hang around if you want. You want to be no, in the podcast? No, Dakota's waiting on me to find out she wants me to fix it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, there's no fixing that one. <laughs> no, but the dirty boxing from that to... To move those positions and stuff. Mm -hmm. One day, guys, I'm going to be so good. I'm going to fuck both y'all. Oh, I believe probably, that. Probably, I hope so. Probably. Nothing hey, you can do about probably. it. Probably. That's my job. Well, I don't know. You got a problem though, because my job is to make you better than me at Muay Thai. Your job is to make me better than you at Jiu Jitsu. So I might fuck you up. Not, not standing. Not standing. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I just want to wrecking. Get you guys good at all that, and then have you be able to randomly drop an axe kick on somebody, and I'll be happy. Damn right. Well, that's Dude, my, no, my goal that's a big goal. Shoot every motherfucker hey. in this fucking state. Especially, like, I want to compete shooting. Yeah, like, that's. I'm not joking. Like, I have a lot of aspirations that. for that too. But that. now that my mobility is improving so much, I really do want to start learning some taekwondo and start incorporating some of those kicks in there. Sean and I, were I can't wait about to see you swing a kick up over your head. Right, see, gonna that's going to be some scary we're shit. We're going to see pictures of Anthony with his legs stretched up on the wall. <laughs> like ballerinas. When you, well, Sean and I were talking about when you guys went to the Sanchai seminar and how he blends, kind of how you and I talked about that stuff, and I was kind of talking him through some of it, and he goes, that actually makes a lot of sense. The movements and the, because I said, this is all he's doing. Mm -hmm. I said, you guys don't see it because you see, you see Ty. I see those other movements because I'm looking yeah. at it from a different thing. That's all it is. Right. And uh, and I told him, like, I can blend, you know, all of a sudden I'm piecing you up with a front leg kick, and all of a sudden an axe kick's dropping on your head, and you're like, right. what the fuck Well, that's happened? the evolution of Muay Thai, and that's what you're seeing, right? There is no argument, and even before this whole domination of Muay Thai, n there was never an argument that the best kicking in all of karate was Taekwondo. Taekwondo has some of the best kicks, period, right? Yeah. Now, the problem <laughs> is, was the, yeah, it was the application of philosophy of the fighting style that makes it not applicable, right? It has nothing to do with the, the techniques, yeah. right? And that goes with all martial arts. The techniques are fundamentally correct. It's just they need to be applied the right yeah, way. Right, exactly. So The hand fighting shit, yep. Right, so, you know, I would love to be able to start incorporating those Taekwondo-style kicks because it makes it dangerous. Like right. I said, when he kicked me the other day, that was a real reminder. I was like, oh, shit, this dude's a black belt in Taekwondo. I just can't stand here and eat a kick. Like, a little bit of purpose has got to go into this, you yeah, know? I mean, he threw a kick at me the other day, and it literally just brushed my hair. I combed his hair with a hook mm -hmm. kick. Literally. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, he could have killed me. Yeah, I would have died. Right His there. kicks are really dangerous, and so that's and that's another thing that makes me so excited about your clinch game right now, because at distance he's very dangerous. 
And now, at close range, he's equally dangerous. And his ground game's already better than mine. I just need the so boxing. So you better. get him on the ground, and he's more than competent. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, damn, that's a really good. I, I don't think your boxing needs to be better. I think your boxing is where it needs to be with your like kicking style. Three hundred yards again. I really <laughs> honestly right. think you're about. In my opinion, if I was your coach and you were my fighter, I think that way. developmentally skill sets are where they want to be. I think that my focus for you is just precision, distance, and timing. Precision. You're doing everything that I want you to be doing. I just want you to get better at doing it so that it can be replicated when you want it to be. Yeah. And that you've got everything that you need to be so the most competent more fighter. Reps. More reps. <laughs> yeah, that's it. More I mats, need right? more of the... Yeah, the intermediate. This is a very dangerous proposition. Space. Boxing, like when we're putting toe to toe and we're just boxing. Well, be, here's the thing: because when we're there, I can get to a clinch and I'm fine. Even when you and I did the clinch the other day, I was comfortable enough. Even when I caught the outside, mm -hmm. and then when you grabbed the back of the helmet and pulled my head, I was I was like, sorry, I hate sorry. this fucking helmet. No, I know. <laughs> we both laughed about it because the stupid head. I saw the head gear. I'm like, I'm grabbing this. He shit. did. It was a handle. <laughs> he laughed after tugging. <clears throat> I took it off. I'm like, this thing's pissing me off. But um, the mm, I've sure. always done that. My boxing has gotten better. You've helped me a lot. I'm really better at hitting the switches. Yeah. But it helps because in Taekwondo, you'll do these. Depending on what kick you want to set up, you'll do these fast hip switches, change in size. Like, you'll notice it's not a boxing switch when I do it, something. It's like this real dynamic bam, bam into a kick or something. But I can also do it with the switch striking. I can add a hook to it or turn that jab into a cross coming back. Would you hand me that sexy redhead over there? Uh, yeah. I love redheads. But. Like, don't we all? Ah! Oh, I you don't want the that blonde one. or this redhead? No, no, oh, I want okay. the redhead. <clears throat> but being in the pocket, what I you're don't talking want about, that one, though. just <clears throat> boxing in the pocket. I don't know. It's this intermediate. <coughs> it's more fun for me. Like I have fun there. It's fun for me too. It's just he he was yelling at me when I was first training about stuffing my punches because I'm like working into the clinch and it's gotten better. It's just I I know. This feels good. This yeah. feels good. This feels okay. You need to work angles from this one spot range. Like if I was drawing a lot, like a line. Mm -hmm. Good. Still okay. Manage these angles. Yeah, here. but that never stops. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. When yeah. do when you when do you ever stop having? You know, and that's the thing. Even I realize it's like not even just improvement. You know how many times I've improved another area and then had to go back and redo something that I previously was doing well that I had somehow screwed up and had to go retweak and you know sometimes it's just a good, that's, that's just the thing. That's anything you do that's in life, true. right? Yeah. Like, that's just like, life, hey, man. Hey, we haven't been working from concealed, right? And yeah, Eric's still salty about that, dude. We gotta he run was, that shit back. He was bro. one second on one go no go task, and the only reason he didn't qualify was because we'd been running from a belt and he didn't do dry fire. And that's well, 100% yeah, the rest of the what I'm doing now. Right. Motherfucking dry fire. Right. So, yeah. catch me now, bitches. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's all right. I hear you. Yeah, I want to run that one back. I'm For sure. 
that's the hardest. I've honestly been that, carrying that Glock 43 a lot lately because I've been wearing a lot of sweatpants. Uh, Run it with that. I mean, I'm going to be like, it's one of those things. You interested in a cigarillo? Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, uh, maybe a little one. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'll hook you up. Um, I wasn't. I didn't miss that sale. Oh. I just looked at the wrong one. I didn't look deep enough. Oh. Well, that's good. So now the. That's some pretty good scotch, my folks got me. Yeah. Yeah, let me, Jackie's oh, you know why I haven't even. today, so I'm actually, like, drinking a little bit. And I oh, nice. I'm drinking a little bit. Oh, so if we I'm get to see little... Jackie, that's good. Yeah, I like it. She's got all the kids, so. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens, but. Fair. Um, we're going to be Calvin's fourth birthday party. Oh, happy birthday, at, Calvin. Yeah, dude. Seven. That, uh, squeeze. I want to get more of the big guys coming to Muay Thai. Dude. I get yeah. shit all the time like Randy. I'm like, get your big ass in here. Hear me, I've got a harder time getting the big guys because big guys have a harder time getting past their self-ego. You know why jujitsu? We can is... finish that. Okay, but it wouldn't be the first time I've done it with big guys. Right. But with jujitsu, it's the same thing. I know. Yeah. But also... What happened the other day? How jujitsu is easier to sell because what other sport can you do laying mm. down? Well, I had that. I had that. Uh, <laughs> Tell me right now. Like, I had that the other day. You know, speaking of that mentality. the Godzilla. Thing. I was. Uh, I went out there to do a serve, and uh, I was at a at a place, and I was doing a serve, and the guy that opened the door, huge doorway of a man, right? Right. You know, and I seen him, and then as soon as he seen me, he decided to open the door and come make his presence. You know, and I just kind of laughed. I chuckled at him, and I was like, "Here's your paperwork, man. I'm just here to serve you." And he's like, okay. And I was like, whatever, you know? I was, and I laughed and I kind of left away. I was like, because that's what those guys get away with, right? That's their whole life. I'm a big guy. And I was like, dude, I will fucking kill you. How <laughs> many big like, guys? You know? How many big yeah. guys I've had face down, ass up, saying, yeah. Well, and it, it's, uh, so the other day, you were there, but we were. Guys were going through stuff, and uh, I was like, "Man, Randy's—he's he, not jujitsu. He's just big guying." And it was him and the new guy. Oh yeah. Uh, and and uh, I said, "You know," I said, "When I was first jujitsuing, and I'd been doing army combatives forever, and I was always the calm guy, relative speaking. My coach, me and this. Speaking. Well, it is. It is. <laughs> right. He uh, he he kept saying, "Quit spazzing." I'm like, "We're not." And me and this other really competitive guy—he's really good now too. He's a uh, he may be a purple belt now, Drew. He made us hold hand wraps, like boxing hand wraps rolled up, or tennis balls. And he handed them to both of us, and he goes, roll like that. So we had to keep the balls in our hands. So the other day I was telling Eric that story, and he goes, hold on. And he runs over, and he grabs them, and hands them to him. It's very little. Yeah, it's good. Uh, <laughs> and we watch it, and we're just laughing. Because they're like, wait, I can't look. Can I change hands? What can I do? <laughs> right. But that's the that's the thing is like you almost wish you could always have another bigger, yeah, like uh, percentage wise person on deck, just so people have to, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like Jackie said when she goes, "Welcome to my world." She was saying it last night to those guys. She's like, "Right, this is every day for me. Everybody's big turtle." That's why I felt bad. When, <laughs> yeah. That's why I felt bad when Everybody. you said Jackie said you beat her up for twenty minutes straight <laughs> the other day. I was like, it wasn't that bad. And Jackie looked at me. She goes, "Yes." <laughs> She's like you. you, you, you could just she was get, talking shit the whole time. If you could just get those big guys to understand 
that they can go from being a tough guy to being a real tough guy. You know, yeah. that if their size could get, get away with whatever, imagine what they could do if they learned how to use it. Like Mr. Incredible. Oh my God, that guy's like my fucking superhero. Dude, mine too. Dude, I, I idolize so, that I'm man, so dude. Okay. For Riley. So I can, really truly am. I, I got to tell this story. So, we're over there. We're at this. We're at the. We're at the jujitsu gym, right? And we're sitting against the wall. And this dude's sitting there. And he's sitting down. I knew he's a big dude, but I didn't think nothing of it, you know. And um, and so I'm talking to him the whole time, whatever. And then you know that they call his name, and this dude gets up. And I shit you not, like an eclipse happened, you know. And I was like, holy shit! Look at the size of this fucking human, man. I was like, his calves were like waists. I was like. Oh my god. And then I was like, okay, well, he's going to be hard to beat, but he's going to get tired quick. And I thought, well, this will be impressive for a minute. And he went out there against some other big guy, and uh, I thought, well, this might be good, right? And, um, Pierce, maybe? No, no I, Pierce was on his team. No, it was some oh, big terrible. dude. Yeah. It was some, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was some big dude. Um, Randy. Yeah. Randy. And so, uh, and then he murdered Randy in like, one and a half very, seconds or something. Yeah, very and then, well, actually, it took him, like, maybe 30. Because he did do Quinn in, like, a second and a half. Like, literally. He um, had Quinn... Sorry, Quinn. He had Quinn in a straight ankle lock standing. <laughs> and Quinn looked like a wacky, waveable... Six, six foot man. tall, normal-sized <laughs> human man <laughs> hanging in the air circle. by his ankle. It was quite terrible. <laughs> But, you know, but here was the terrifying thing, okay? So about the third person that he had murdered, I realized that he's good, right? And then I'm like, holy shit, this incredibly huge, intimidating monster of a man knows jujitsu. And now I'm like, oh my, thank God he is on my team. I'm like, I'm like and then I realized, like, there's no way I have, anyone else is going to have to go back out. Well, then you come up, right? And so, and then this is where I... I'm telling you, I had a lot of respect for you before this moment, but I think my respect for you after the moment was big. The the look on your face, the gameness that you went into that engagement for, and the respect that he gave you. When I seen the fear in his face, I was like, you see this literally, and, and I mean compared to him, tiny human. This would be like me grabbing an eight-year-old child, right? Yeah, that's how and, I feel. <laughs> and, and, and imagine walking up to that eight-year-old child, and you were scared. <laughs> Legit. And you could tell that dude was like, I can't fuck up right now. Like, I'm in danger. And it was like... Oh, he knows that, he was. That was the moment. He knows. That was the moment when I realized I was like, wow, Eric's fucking dangerous. Well, and he calls Eric to drive to a different state to go coaching yeah. for it. That was that man. That impressed me so much. And then, and then he murdered you twice. Yeah, twice. Back to back. <laughs> back to back. But, but, but hey, you know, the second time you like, lasted longer, you made improvements. <laughs> yeah, because I, I knew better. I should. I knew better. You should have maybe waited a round or two and then used your second. Yeah. I think you let your ego get in the way of yeah, your comp- your competitive. <laughs> How's your knee? My knee, I was actually going to talk about this because I was going to talk about, like, it's just feels fatigued most of the time. Like, yeah. I can do, like, a shot walk on it, but I have to do it slowly. I was I afraid do, to like, kick it the other day. Yeah, please be afraid to kick it. Um, honestly, like, 
I've been finding more comfortability in fighting Southpaw. Mm-hmm. Just because I can't, like, I can. I was actually glad you played Southpaw a lot so I could. Because I kept... But what I've been noticing is it's becoming more natural. Like, I've been finding more fun there. Mm-hmm. If that sounds like the, like, I've been like, okay, I've been finding more success Southpaw, like, mentally saying, like, oh, this is fun for me. and But being, like, switching back and forth because of my knee. Right. And I do think, like, that, that... Once it, once I start like lifting again, like actually really putting like physical therapy towards it and making my knee strong again. Yeah, that's, um, that's it, I think that's I think year. that's the that's the marker of like what my knee needs is I need to just spend time on taking care of stability, it. stability, mobility. mobility, working on that, and then other than that, like I feel healthy. You know? Right, like it just feels like yeah, it's sore a little bit, but I, I know when. Because I've done little workouts and things, and I immediately, immediately feel pain relief after yeah. a workout on it. Yeah, well, that's the biggest thing that big I have learned over the years is you just have to prioritize your physical health mm-hmm. over your training. You know, everybody thinks, and that's like, you know, let's just take it back to weightlifting, not just martial arts, right? But you go to the, the gym, and Ethan did this wrong at the beginning. He just wanted to get in there. It was all about the fitness. Well, I'm only progressing if I'm working out. And it's like, Ethan, actually, when you're working out, you're going backward. You're breaking, you're breaking yourself down. You don't go forward until you rest and recover. Mm-hmm. And then you break yourself down, and then you go forward. But if right. you're not getting that full recovery, right. you're constantly going to continue to get worse, and then you're going to run into injury. And it's going to happen over and over and over again. That's why you see people, most people, myself included, back in the day, they would run a consistent thing of about four months of training, mm-hmm. injury. Four months to six months of training, injury. Because they're breaking their bodies down and they're not prioritizing recovery. How about you get injured and then just <coughs> train injured for like well, three years? Well, you know where I learned about it? wasn't when I got into powerlifting. When, uh, when I left MMA for a while and I got into powerlifting for that short stint, powerlifting is all about recovery. It's very little about the training. You re, you do, you know, like 20% training, 80% recovery. And it's all about recovery. And then that's how yeah. you get strong because it's tendons and, you know, you, you're, it's a different type of strength. And so it's not like bodybuilding. But that's why those guys don't look like bodybuilders because they're just tr- they're training their body in a different way. But that's what's natural, mm-hmm. right? I want to make my clinch. I don't care about any other kind of strength. I want my clinch strength to be unbearable. I just want to be able to hang on to a body lock forever. It's it kind of already... Because I, I, I practice. Yeah, well, I mean, even... I think just working it is... Uh, and it's like you said a while ago. When somebody grabs you and you're like, Oh. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, because even bigger guys... I won't feel that a lot of time. And then I'll have somebody who I don't expect that from. And I'll be like... Oh, and you like Jared's little bitch ass. I'm not so strong. Why not? Well, it's so like good. it's like me doing that pass yeah. that one night. I had his arm stuck, and I'm like, okay, I had to do something completely different. It wasn't, it just wasn't happening. Like mm-hmm. I got it, and then I was like, you little fucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's so strong. Here we go. But I want physical like, strength matters, man. It really does. It truly does. And I'm like, I need water. Uh, yeah, I do. It's upstairs. You, you're free to go upstairs and grab some. Grab me some. Uh, in there. I'm so good on that. 
Yeah, thing. yeah, it's upstairs. You're gonna get watered down whiskey. Is there any other kind? Oh, wait. Is there any other kind, he says? Uh, wait, isn't that how everybody starts it? Like, uh, <laughs> Goodness. What were we saying? Clinch. Clinch. I yeah. want to be so strong in the clinch. And if it, I think, like, I have, like, a just a natural strength for my size. Oh, yeah, you're but, strong. But, and I've, like, it's just been, like, it's not something I've ever had to, like, truly work on. It just come with the territory. Mm hmm And I think if I put actual attention into my strength and, like, athleticism... Versus, like, I think that's my next, like, progression. Right. Is my strength and athleticism versus, like, technique or in, well, like, jujitsu specifically. Well, I think that in the world of fighting, that is, not, and not so much anymore, but definitely for a while, sheer athleticism is something that's overlooked. Mm -hmm. Right? You, um, there's value in just being an athlete. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. If you're an athlete, you have so much going for you already. And then you accompany that with martial art technique, and then now you have something where leverage is applied and all this other stuff. It's, you know, it, it's like you take somebody who's big and strong, and then they feel incredibly strong. Thank you, sir. you know, and it becomes deceiving, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm a big proponent of that. I'm a big proponent of strength and power and overall physicality and ability and athleticism when it comes to fighting. I think that's a it's a very important oh, element. Absolutely. Well, it's not something I've ever truly focused on. And here's the thing, though. Like, for my 2023 plan for the gym, I have to be more training active on the mats, which is going to take... It's, like, my body can only do so much. I can't remember. You know, and I'm a farmer five days out of the week also. Where I'm, but we can, we can put a, you know, yeah. we can put a lifting program together. <clears throat> we can come up with something like that. And that's something, I mean, as long as you can work around my schedule, if I'm just training you, you know, if you wanted to show up at the house early in the morning, we can hit an hour and boom, you could be out. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, it's a thing, it's the, the time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, like, okay, cost. five in the morning. Yeah. When the family's sleeping, I'll get up and get it in. Yeah. I mean, I kind of do that anyway. See, I don't do that anymore. I know. You know, I, I, that's one of the biggest things that I think I've, I've changed. You have children who are... Yes. No, 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 no. That wasn't what I was going to say. Like you can get up. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I was getting ready to talk okay. about like working out. Okay. Right? You know, one of the things that I've opted for, and, and I need to preface this real quick so that we understand like a little bit, at least the audience of my physical metamorphosis, right? So I'm, I have about, I was weighed about 215, 220 pounds, right? And then I lost weight, and, and I could get down to about the 205 range. I think the lightest that I got was like 195, right? But I had significantly less muscle mass as a whole. Mm -hmm. And then I, 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 so I lost weight probably fat-wise, probably down to the 150 range, right? But I walk around now at about 185, 190. So I've put on 25, 30 pounds of muscle in the last, like, three years, okay? So there's... And how I've done this is counterintuitive to what people tell you. It's been training less, not more. Yeah. Prioritizing sleep. I don't wake up at 5 in the morning and go work out. I prioritize sleep because I grow when I sleep. Yeah. 
and I've been trying to do that more. And if you look at how much I work out now, volume-wise, versus any period of my life ever, I almost would consider it not working out. Like, it's hard to put, but I get consistent progress, mm -hmm. consistent growth, consistent yeah. strength. Like, here's my thing, too. Like, a lot of my day, I'm throwing logs. Um, right. You know, I'm shoveling gravel. I'm digging holes. I'm jujitsuing. I'm Muay Thaiing. Um, like, I think you're doing stuff. Yeah. That's, but in the sense that, like, I'm burning so many calories. Like, to lift, too. Well, and you may realize that you're already getting that strength Making when you're excuses. doing that, that work on the farm. You know, one of the things I'll tell you, here I am. So let's, <clears throat> it was 2010. It was three months after I competed in the uh, North American Strongman in, in uh, Kansas City. And uh, I go to Tennessee and I'm back in Tennessee and we're visiting my ex-wife's family. And uh, her uh, brother, Wayne, he's an old school farmer. He's 6'2", mm -hmm. wearing like a 30 jean tall, thin, lanky farmer type guy. Well, we go out there to look at some wood because uh, they had a sawmill. So they were buying some logs. And he goes out there and uh, these logs are, I, I don't know, they're 12 to 14 inches in diameter. They're probably uh, 30 feet long. And he's looking at this wood and he's telling the guy, he goes, I don't know, that looks kind of light. And he walks over there and he grabs it. He picks it up, shakes it around, you know, and he let it down and when it let down, it went boom. I was like, Oh, shit. Okay. He goes, I don't know, Anthony. He goes, why don't you go over there and pick that up and tell me what you think? And I was like, no. You know, and so him and the guy, like, walk around the corner. And so I thought, I'm fucking going to, like, just. going to see what's I just got to go. I went over there, and I, like, I went to grab it. And I was like, mm. I couldn't even budge this fucking thing. I couldn't even, like, not even, like, a half an inch. It didn't move. And if you seen me and this guy next to each other, you'd have thought I was ten times. Dude, that farm strength. Her yeah. other brother Jeremy, they were uh, they had a 24 foot flatbed trailer tandem. They're out there changing the tire on, and the jack broke. Right, they're right down to the very end. They had one tire to put back on, and her brother Jeremy, he's about six foot tall, about 230, 240 pounds, but big farm boy. He walked over. And he goes, "Oh fuck it, son of a bitch." He goes, "Wayne, he goes, you grab that goddamn tire." He goes, "I got this." He grabs that trailer, turns around, lifts it in the air. And that boy put that tire on there, and I was like, oh, my God, these guys are so strong. Isn't that funny when you think of that? You know, like, yeah. Jesus I, Christ. If you look at things... He just looks like a fat dude. <laughs> think about the context in history, though. Having a gym with a weight room is a new thing. thing. A weight room is not necessary for strength, period. Yeah. Not real strength. Functional. Only thing that gym weights are good for, period, gym is aesthetics. Yeah. Aesthetics. You can either train for aesthetics, which is not function. The more that you train your body for aesthetics, the more that you will lose function, and the more that you will increase injury, period. Or you can train for function and strength, period. And I will argue with anybody on that. I, I know that there's all these hybrid theories out there, and I understand that if you work your mobility enough and there's progress, you can also be aesthetically pleasing. But there are limitations, mm -hmm. you know? And when you introduce the modern weightlifting, it has no place in functional strength well, there, or health. 
or health. I think it's unhealthy. I find it funny that in training programs... I don't do it anymore. They have things like in training programs, the farmer's carry, where you pick up heavy heavy, things and walk them around or something and walk them for a distance. Or the waiter... One of my my best training exercises, I do one-handed farmer carry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I switch hands and I'll walk around the house with it. And it will grab a kettlebell or a, or a big yeah. dumbbell, right? Yeah. And it works everything. Yeah. Because that's functional strength. That's why I do the rock climbing. You know, it's oh, not yeah. gym strength. You know, if, if when my strength, whatever you feel, I don't know what that experience is like. I don't know how strong I actually am. Strong as fuck. But terrible. that, <laughs> but that terrible, isn't yeah. gym strength. It's fucking that's rock climbing. That's yoga, right? That's farmers carries. That's those un. That's pull ups, right? Those are gymnastics rings. That's the type of fitness that I do now. Mm-hmm. Well, I enjoyed throwing that. Am I really that strong? Bag. Like strong honestly? Pro- yeah, you are one of the strongest people. Like, like in comparison. In comparison, yeah, it's a problem. It, it, it what? It's a problem. Strongest people in what did you say? In the gym. Fair. Mine. Even the big guys? Yeah. Top. No, it, uh. Right. Even the big guy. Like, you know who's. I am never. Like, okay, if I get you. If I'm topside on somebody, you're the. No. I can think of two other people who are right in the category I'd put you in Jason and Pierce. Yeah. Uh, What about Zach? With I feel like me and Jason are about wait, the same strength. Oh, and or Will. Or Will. Me I, and him can be Will's pretty strong. competitive. Will's strong as shit. No, okay. I'll say this, too. Your strength, right, with, like, Zach or Will or whatever, maybe less Will because he's so young, but a lot of these big, strong guys start losing their strength through progression through the rolls. Yeah, you'll, I get you, catch you tired. You're still strong. Yeah, you maintain it. it, it and uh, it's like, oh, well, or even, I know... Like, or even Sean. Even so, let me put it this way: If I walk up to you or Sean, I'm like, "Hey, buddy," like Sean. If you look at him, you're like, "Ah, oh, whatever." You slap him, and it's like, "I just slap granite." He doesn't look like it either. Right. He doesn't. But you're like, "Huh." Okay. Like if I have top side, like when you'll be like, "Hey, I want to work from here," and you'll be dis whatever frustrated or whatever at the end of it. The whole time, I'm like. I'm having to, it's a very concerted will to maintain any pressure because I'm like, you can throw me off of you whenever you want to. Or, yeah, I or feel that with, way too. Or, I feel like, I, like I'm or, only holding you down by technique. My pressure means nothing. Like, you're just going to pick me up if you want to. The, yeah, the, pr- the pressure isn't there. I try to not do that. It's a constant shifting of yeah. things, things I'm having to do. So you're not just throwing me over there and then I'm up and it's a scramble. So, so do you think, so here's what, here's, so I'm asking this for a legitimate reason. Because, man, Riley inspired me. But, but what I think what I found so inspirational about Riley is because I was like, that looked like a type of jiu-jitsu that I could do. He was so strong. He didn't have to be fast. He didn't have to be slick. He was just like, I'm going to pass your guard now. And then he did it technically perfect. And then you just couldn't stop him. And then he just walks through your guard. And I'm like... I think I'm strong enough yes, that absolutely. I could do that to somebody if I could just get good enough to right. just yeah, impose my will. The mechanic in the technique, yes, absolutely. So I feel like that's how I pass. 
down. Yeah, I feel that. Cause Be you, because you feel so strong on top. I, I can do some slick stuff if I need to. But like We're talking you, about jujitsu, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're like, play, there are other worry, tops. Don't worry about yeah. playing out and doing whatever. And I'm like, well, dude, I feel like I still keep having to do his knee cut. You're like, are you getting around him? I'm like, well, yeah, every time. But I'm trying to, you know, do work on that because you were like, dude, you're already doing it. Fucking play this thing. But it is that. Like, it, whenever I'm done, okay, I'm tired of doing this now because I've been doing it you. for a minute. I'm going to pass you and I'm going to end up here. Right. Yeah, but the, like you're, what you're saying, like to be able to do that, like the strength to is just going to make it that it's just, much. It's just more like no, you're. It's yeah. the like, for lack of a like, yeah, you just got to put the confidence behind the strength, right? And say sorry, you're getting past now, soon, and then it's over. If you and have like demoralizing the, in a way, that's if, the word I was. If you have the con, like the concept, and you fundamentally grasp it, and then you're like. I don't care if you're hanging on to this. Right. Doesn't yeah. matter. Push my face away. It doesn't matter. Mm, well, and right. even, like, yeah. you talk about strength. Like, the other day when uh, Ellie and I were doing an op- uh, in open mat, I caught him with the Y escape, which I'm not great at finding this because shoulder, this is right. bad. But just that locked-in post. Yeah. And I couldn't move the knee, obviously, so it's, like, the worst thing. A right bad shoulder and a left knee. For that, it's, like, awful. Mm-hmm. That structure, he's not a weak dude. Right. He couldn't come back in, and we ended up, I ended up catching a half guard, and then I got guard, and then I got on top, and I did whatever. Mm-hmm. But just the structure. Oh, yeah. If you do that with strength, though, and you're on top, and all of a sudden you're like, now I stapled this. Boom. It's fucking stapled. Yeah. Now I'm going to doorstop this. Yeah, because... The technique is there, stopped. and the strength application behind the technique, right? The practicality, right? Right to cut off those angles and do those things. Like, so if somebody's strong or has good technique too, you can say no, right? Well, te- sorry, like if you're technically matched, you're evenly technical. Right. It's a game changer, right? That effect. it's who's more athletic, right? And who can be more athletic for longer, right? And that's the only decider. Like, mm-hmm. if your technique one for one, which is very relative and a hard thing to match, but yeah. whoever's stronger is probably going to win. Right. Period. Well, it's that whole thing, like, that I said, the Gracie, because you and I have talked about a lot of, like, what is a blue belt? And, and I said, what's your thoughts on what the Gracie say? Because it actually makes sense where they say, can you beat a bigger, stronger, untrained opponent? Are you a blue belt, yes or no? Now, that's very, like a broad thing, whatever, I understand Mm. that, but as a measuring stick, if some brand new huge beast walks in, so what do they say, 20 pounds takes a belt away, Mm -hmm. like whatever, right? but, and there's some truth to that, however, if they're totally untrained and have all that, Jackie's throwing them in a fucking hot Yeah, but you know what the thing is, you know what I mean, like, and I think for the general listening audience, there is a point of diminishing returns with size in all fighting to where it really takes away, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Some of the biggest guys that I've ever had come into the gym, even when I didn't know what I was doing back in the MMA days, right? The guys that were just physically huge, 300-pound men. And once you get them on the floor, they can't move. They're just helpless. Like, they were zero threat at all in any position. 
right. and they're so awkward in movement. They can't throw strikes. They can't do anything. Like you know, that was yeah, like when you catch a guy like Riley, who's probably one of the most physically intimidating people walking around on the planet. Oh, that guy's terrifying. And then he comes out, and his technique is sharp. I, you know, sharp. You, you know what I would do? I would run. I wouldn't Muay Thai him. I would just leave he, the yeah, area. Yeah, in fact, I'm a mate too. I mean, and you just right. leave the area. Like, <laughs> Jesus, he's area. so big, <laughs> man. Like, so impossibly big. I would imagine. He's probably I mean, I one of the biggest a... humans I've ever seen. What I, is he, 6'6", six, 6'7"? Six, six, oh, Jesus, no. Is he 6'7"? Or he's maybe bigger? So, I, he's big. He's like, what, what is he, 360, 370? No, I thought he said 265. No, he's bigger than that. I'll have to. I'll look at him. I just Dude, he, he looks huge. He looks 300 pounds. So I would imagine with a six-pack. Yeah, <laughs> with a six-pack. <laughs> like it's a, a coach, but monster I would human. Those are probably the hardest people to train is the big guys to get them to. How do you find a match? No, I mean just to coach them to not big guy, mm. because it's if easy. Did, even when I was yeah. doing it, like I was able to. It has to be real, am, true intention. Yeah. And real, true killing mm-hmm. of the ego, dude. Even, dude, I, you I'm have not. To take the time and get. I'm ego. not a big guy, but I'm telling you what, that's the biggest thing that I've struggled with. When you told me to get on my back, and you told me don't do strength, just technique. It's so frustrating because you're stuck in these positions with people that you could easily Please. get out of. Right. That I could just be like. You know, or roll them over. Yeah, but but now I'm like, the, but now I'm like, I have to let it happen, and I'm now I'm like digging my elbow in because it's just not in the right damn position, you know. And it's it is frustrating, but it's 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 necessary. But you have to. You have, have to. Because look, but and then if you think about the long game, you're like, how deadly can like? Oh, this is only going to make you more deadly. Yeah. Because if you do it right, you don't get tired. Right. Mm mm. Nope. Well, and it's so funny because I preach that in Muay Thai, right? If you know how to throw punches, if you know how to throw kicks and you're using your body, you don't get tired. They just keep right. the games going, right? And it's the same thing. Well, it's All these things the are so... Cr- I stopped you. I didn't throw it hard, but I stopped you. Right. And you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. That's respect. I didn't, throw it, respect. I didn't yeah. throw it hard. Right. <laughs> you, right. I just, you just hit a wall. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, I don't know. It... Well, power is a great equalizer, even in striking. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I tell people. Eh? You know, and it, it's like, um, and I'm gonna brag on Ethan for a minute, but it's like I tell anyone: the great equalizers. I don't care how big the person is. Fedor said it best: everyone has relatively the same jaw. Once you develop knockout power in both hands, once you develop bone breaking power in both hands, if I catch you in the liver, I can break your rib, right? Mm-hmm. Once you develop the ability to hit at a certain level, there's a respect that comes with that that is a great equalizer. Mm -hmm. And then when you're doing it with technique, and now it's like, you know, that's what I tell people, and and they've experienced the power a little bit, but it's a completely different thing when you're tired. When this is the fourth round, and like you said, you're with these guys and they start to fade, well, at the fourth and fifth round, those punches don't. I'm going to hit you almost as hard the fifth round as I did the first round because I'm not throwing hard. I'm just throwing with my body. Mm -hmm. And so no matter how tired I get, even if I'm so tired I can't even hold my hand up, I can pop my shoulder. When you're putting putting everything at the end of the kinetic chain, it doesn't matter. Nope, it doesn't. 
It just it lands and it lands. And you're that's literally the transferring yeah. the power of the earth I mean, into whatever you're delivering. It's just mm. simple tools, right? Yep. Well, it's like what got me the most, I think, when I first started doing jujitsu, is also I'm rolling with a kid and then a female. She's a purple belt, but like both of these people, I significantly outweighed and holding position. When I have them in, I'm top side, and they're now turning to their side and able to create space, and I'm chasing them to try to get something back, and I'm like, even squeezing, mm -hmm. they found the one point to suddenly get out, and it's like, and all of a sudden I'm going with a guy who's bigger than me, stronger than me, and I'm holding him, pinning him, and he's pissed and frustrated and whatever, and I'm like, this, yeah. this person just, I couldn't hold on to him. Yeah. And this huh. big, strong guy is, like, frustrated. And I was like, there's way more to that that's important. Than the big the big turning point for me in, like, recognizing jiu-jitsu happened years ago. I went to Steve Berger's gym. And Steve Berger at that time had a, a female fighter. Her name was Barb. And there was a guy that uh, was training there that I used to train with at the old gym. And so I came over just to kind of try it out, right? And me and this guy were pretty competitive. We'd both had about three years of experience in, in MMA. And so we had some grappling behind us. And I was doing, like, Naga competitions and stuff. So I was decent. And um, I go up there, and me and him are rolling, and we're super competitive. And I'm tapping him, and he's tapping me, and we're going back and forth, and it's great. Well, round ends, we slap, and he goes over to roll Barb, and I said, well, I'm going to take a round off, so I went ahead and leaned against the wall. And then um, she taps him, and I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool, you know, he's taking it easy on her or whatever, and then I watched him get frustrated, and she tapped him again, and then she got mad, and then she tapped him again, and then and this just continued the whole round, like this, and he, by the end, he's like, death, right? And uh, the round ends, and she goes to slap my hand, and I was just like, no, no, I don't want anything to do with that. Like, I realized right then and there that I had two epiphanies about jujitsu. One, women are capable of being so much better at jujitsu than men because their natural mobility and flexibility. Women are capable of being strong in spaces that men can't be strong. And it gives them an edge on the ground. Where I think that women, I'm more scared of female grapplers than I am male grapplers because they murder you. Right, they can be strong in places that you shouldn't be able to do that, and they can do that consistently. You know, it's like uh, that. That shit uh, hurts. That went there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fucking. You know, yeah. but uh, so that I thought that that was a, a big epiphany for me, but it really gave me a lot of respect for what technique was and how size don't mean shit if you don't know how to use it, right? Right. And then, and that's when I did it. Well, the philosophy, I was like, you know. Every woman on planet Earth should know jujitsu. Yeah. If they're in the reality of the world, right? If the, a woman is going to get attacked today, it's going to be by a guy who is looking to rape her, and that event is likely going to take place on the ground, right? You know, one of the best videos, and I, I used I seen it. Choke. I seen it years ago. I'll tell you, I'm there was a there was this a CCTV footage of um, in New York of Central Park. And this woman was walking down the the um, sidewalk there, 
and out of this bush comes this giant black a huge monster man right like everything that you'd be terrified of in that moment he comes up behind her clubs her in the back she falls face down in the ground as soon as she hits the ground she shrimps pulls guard the guy gets on top of her he goes to throw the punch she pulls him sideways grabs the arm bar snaps the guy's arm grabs the arm kicks him in the face gets up soccer kicks him takes off running this dude's on the ground and, I, and my brain just went you know why that worked because that guy had no clue that was coming he didn't know it's because and that was real world she saved her life mm-hmm. and i'm like every woman every woman that's what i told my daughter same thing you, you inspired me when you told what you told your daughters it's like i don't care what you do at least a blue belt at yep, least period. a blue belt period, period. period. That's a life-saving technique. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're a real, yeah, if you're a real blue belt, bigger, stronger. Yeah. And that's the thing opponent. too. And like, if there's a thing to being inconspicuous. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Just unknown. Like, oh, it's Jackie, an advantage. No one would know that she murders people daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like I struggle to fight her. Yeah. It's becoming like there's a point where it's like, how much more do I teach her? <laughs> like, it's gonna be, it's it's already a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a problem on the mats. So you've rolled her, you've rolled her. Yeah. Right. It's a problem. Yes. Think about some unsuspecting motherfucker. I, I have done, I have been very lucky, knock on wood. I have yet to been submitted by Jackie. But I'm like, she'll hear this. It is, I know, <laughs> I know. But it is like, the, the whole week. time. It's, I'm def- this is like, oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's so close. It's so close. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I'm, I'm wearing a lot of pride in this right now. Because it's like, ah. Uh, it's like my one little thing I'm holding on to. It's my little For goal. Now. This little goal. Not be submitted by this woman that I almost outweigh by 100 pounds. <laughs> Just stay alive. Stay yeah. alive. Don't die. Real goals. <laughs> Real goals. 2023 goals. <laughs> Continue to not be choked out, Jack. <laughs> Captain's log. <laughs> <laughs> be, we'll be here two months from now. Next week. Mission Anthony, failed. Next week, Anthony's like, so new goal. Jackie yeah. Heard podcast. Uh, I'll leave this part out with you. Like, so what did you guys talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Reevaluate. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, just anybody so inconspicuously, good, like, has, no one would know. That, yeah. And that's why that woman was able to like oh she threw an arm bar on and he knew any kind of jujitsu or knew to expect an arm bar or whatever he would have maybe defended mm-hmm. being big and strong you but he going into that saying oh shit what is happening right now he well, thought he was doing something think about what's even worse somebody who is they look the av- the layman right the average person who doesn't know and they're like yeah, I'm bigger. This person's fucked. And then not only does that person, are they not afraid, they're getting in. Mm-hmm. The one thing where they're sitting there thinking, I have this huge advantage, and now this person's closing with them, and then it's an instant, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a complete blank. That's why I said yeah. that, like, the bigger, like, bigger people, it's not even a... I just look back I worry to the first more, time I worry. I worry more if I see a skinny 
18 to 24 year old walk in who's lanky. I'm like, this little video game nerd knows all the cheat codes, but the cheat codes are jujitsu. Like, that's when you're like, hmm. Like, normally you'd be like, <laughs> okay. This is well, I think once, you, once you're in the world of fighting, you get to recognize them. You know, when I, when I was a bouncer, that was the thing. It's like, you can measure up your people pretty well. You can, get our, you can look at somebody and be like, that guy knows how to handle himself, right? And so you get that measure, but I don't think most people have that. And they're also not right. A and they're walking into yeah. engagements with people who know how to handle themselves, and they're blissfully unaware of look, what that situation is going to entail. Think you about know? this, yeah. though. Even in bouncing, because I've done it too. Yeah. Like, and it's funny. Like when I was doing uh, like uh, local battle advance security stuff, right? Right. I taught a bunch of corrections on, and this is even back in the day. Taught a bunch of corrections officers. I have these monster humans behind me, and they'd send me in to break mosh pits. They thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. I'd throw some of these guys around. It's back then. Yeah. This is before I even know what I knew now. Right. Dude. Like, I look, I'll even look at a lot of bouncers in clubs, and I'm like, you got hired because you're big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Like, exactly. a lot of that, I just, I'm like, I'll look, and I'll, like, Sean, doing bouncing. If you're looking at that guy on average oh, as a bouncer, dude. like not me, I'd look and I'd be like, this dude knows something. Like okay. the whole, I hate to use the roadhouse analogy, but here's this normal sized dude who's the cooler, whatever they called him in the movie. He was the scariest guy in the room, in the movie, right? So Sean's an enigma of a human, first off. I want to just throw that out there, yeah. right? Sean is my kryptonite. I, I don't know... When I first seen him, there is nothing about him that is is symbolic of who he is at all. And the the first time, I mean, he felt thirty pounds stronger than me, and just does not look anything like that. And he's so incredibly like athletic and strong, and he just manhandles me, and I just can't. That is one of those things where you're just like, that's impressive. You'd never know. You would though. never know. I, that's why. That's Look why when Eric. you guys were the Sean and Sean fight thing, I was like, "This dude has no clue what he's getting no, into." That's happening. I don't care. I don't care if we're doing it at the gym and you and I are at a table but I playing think, like we're PGF. Yeah. But I think it's an advantage. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's fun. you know, and I have to say that I, I think it's an advantage not to know. You know, and that's what I tell Ethan. I, I, I tell him. I said, you know, I don't tell people that I fight like in circles. Right, but I'm not out there like when I meet somebody and they're like, "Hey, what do you do?" I don't be like, "Well, I teach Muay Thai." Right? This isn't a conversation that comes up. I don't want people to know. Well, right, and that's where the, the combatives class. When we did that, Mike, what did you say? You were like immediately like, "Boys at Buffalo Wild Wings wearing a tap out shirt." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, yeah, that, like yeah. that lifestyle, that big guy. You, you called like, it. You were like, man, yeah, this dude, this, and you're like, why was it intimidating and all these things? Like, you don't want to put yourself out there. Right. Put your address on. Hmm? Can you just type your address on it? Something, something hard than four. Um, <laughs> um, hey, that's right. I welcome anyone. We're no, fine. but like, the average person... Like, I would worry. I'd go, this guy's cauliflower. Nope. See, yeah, that's why I don't like cauliflower ear. Well, well that's, why I, that's why I asked him, like, what am I doing wrong? When am I going to get cauliflower ear? And you're you like, you might. It. You're like, you might never. There's lots of dudes yeah, there's who lots know. lots of dudes who get it. And I wish I was one, man. It's an instant tail. I walk into a donut shop and like, fight. <laughs> Dope, man. Yeah, but. But a lot of people don't even know to look for that. 
That's yeah, but here's the, the thing, though, thing. and here's and here's the thing, and this is one of the reasons why, and this is good for the audience too. One of the reasons why I made it a specific point to encourage my children to fight is so that they would understand to be able to recognize when somebody else also knew how to fight. Mm -hmm. Because what I think people don't understand is that we're not going out there looking for engagements on the street. If I'm out on the street and all of a sudden, let's say an engagement happens, I lose my shit and I decide to be an asshole and you decide to be an asshole. We don't know each other, right? And you're like, fuck you. And I decide I'm in the mood. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. And then we're going to connect eyes and then we're going to measure each other. And then I'm going to walk away. Because this, because this isn't worth it. Well, the problem is, is I know now this is life or death. Me and you aren't going to get in the fight in the street as trained fighters and walk away without somebody really getting hurt. I can confidently fight someone who's not a trained fighter. I can control this. I can end this engagement without anyone getting hurt and I can make this situation go away. But I can't do that with you. I'm not going to go fight somebody. Once I recognize that person can handle themselves, I'm just going to walk away. Unless yeah. this is life or death, there is no ego involved in yeah, this. Yeah, but also if you can, you probably don't have to worry about it. it yeah. It's very rare. I'm not saying never. I mean, I would never do that. Very, I don't think I've ever done anything like that. It's very no. rare where you're going to have somebody who's trained who you're really... It happens, I'm gonna be 100% but it's rare. I cannot remember the last even verbal altercation I've had. Mm-mm. No. no. No, I don't run my mouth. Like, you have young, no ego. Young and back from Iraq. Well, okay, I mean, like, but, yeah, young, some, little, but they were even, like, after, like, like, dude, there was no bad intention, I'm sorry, whatever. You yeah. know, it was a, it was an easy, comp, well, like, just I miscommunication think, but here's the situation though, because easily cleared up. Because you know? martial arts gives you the mirror, that you see your true self, what you're actually capable of doing. Can I defend myself? Can I not? You know what you're capable of doing, right? And you you battle test that, right? You don't have anything to prove to yourself. I think a lot of physical altercation occurs, a lot of confrontation, because, they be because they're trying to prove something to themselves as much as they are to the person. I am a tough guy. I want to win this engagement. I want to do that, right? I don't have a need to fulfill that, right? Also. You're battle tested to the point of you. Oh fuck you! Okay, well, I could kick your ass. Okay, that's fine. A lot of people kick my ass all the time. Maybe yeah, you're one of them. My ass kicked yeah, day. like right. you're not saying anything to me that I have to really respond to. Well, it's like so it's easier to shake it off. Like yeah. I'm not actually offended that you think you can beat me up. Like it's there's I, I'm too secure with myself. I don't have to prove anything. Yeah. Well, like, all I, I want to do funny. is protect myself. It's right. funny. I walked into this shop that day and I was like, whew, broke off. And he's like, oh, you look, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I just got my ass kicked by a girl. And they go, and I go, she'd fuck you up too. And I didn't even know these were like new customers, bigger, big old boys, whatever. And they go, yeah, I don't think so. And I'm like, she's on the Ultimate Fighter right now. They're like, oh well, my God, isn't yeah. that, I hate that. <laughs> They're like, well, yeah, man, but still, I go. And then I confidently looked at them and I go, I'd fuck you up. <laughs> you know, and all she and I'm like, and she just fucked me up. Look, I want to touch on this because this is a good one for the podcast. Like, come on, dude. <clears throat> um, all people assume wrongly what they will do when they get in that moment of fight or flight. Everyone, and I don't care how tested you are, right? Can I pick on you for a moment? Absolutely. So I'm going to use the other day when we're sparring, right? When I put you into positions where I completely dominated the scenario, 
you went into essentially a standing fetal position with your hands over your head, and which at one point I had stopped over you and I was like, stop, <laughs> right? That is a natural fight or flight. Even you as a trained combatant in that moment went into a position that was natural, that was bad. Okay, so all of these shoulda bitches out there that really think, oh man, you put me in this, I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna see red. No, you're not. You're gonna get hurt, and then you're gonna find out what you do when you're in that moment. Understanding of that situation too, where at this point in my striking, I know if that comes to a situation that that's my response, I'm gonna change the situation. Yeah, you weren't. You. It wasn't a. It wasn't a fight. It was a. It was a fight. It was a fight with rules. <coughs> right, right, right. And that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I have yeah, enough true. self-awareness to say, this yeah. isn't my element. I don't want to <coughs> be here. In that, right. Well, so right. It's, it's no, like, it wasn't a bad thing. Myself. No, it you wasn't know, a bad like, thing. The, the, yeah. it was, the example wasn't a bad thing. The example is that's why we're doing it. Exactly. Yes. That's the whole purpose. Yeah, that's so the I difference. Have that realization. That's why exactly. I can have that. So you know. Look, yep. we've all done it. I've have, I have terrible habits that I've worked through. Terrible mm. things that you shouldn't do. How many times have you bit? You know why I say don't bend over in the clinch? Ask how many knees I've ate. Well, right? yeah, how many times have I said don't stretch out? <laughs> you what know? about the other day when we were open matting and you started turning into MMA mm-hmm. and I wrestled back and you were holding me down, but at the end of it you're like, I could not fucking but, hate you. But that's the difference yeah. though. Because I'm like, the one thing I'm not going to let happen here is get punched in the right. face. I'm going to work on this. But that's the difference. That's what the trained fighter, the martial artist, knows that the average person who isn't tested doesn't know. They don't know what they're going to do when they're in those positions. They don't know how they're going to react when they're hurt, how they're going to react when they're losing, how they're going to react when they're winning, right? right? They're not going to know what to do when the fight goes into a space that they're not comfortable. What's going to happen if I get hurt, right? What if something is broken, right? They don't know, but you do. You know how you're going to react in that moment. Yeah. And that is a confidence that you can't replicate. Well, it definitely helps, right? So it's like I said, talking to that other dude, uh, at the end of the day, if you're holistically trying to be better at those types of things, at all ranges, ranges of fighting, it's like when I used to teach combatives, the goal for me, at the end of the day, one, personal improvement, and it's good stress relief, all those other things, but ultimately... Did I do everything to care for not only myself, but more importantly, those I care about, those mm-hmm. I love? I could be bleeding out in my home, dying, hearing terrible things happen to my family, and as bad as that would be, and all the thoughts going through my head, the one thought I can thing I can guarantee would not go through my head is I could have done, I could have trained more for this. Right. I could have. You know, yeah, I just want a good effort. Been better. I just yeah. want a good effort, but, man. Yeah, that's, you know? that's what I ask of anybody. Like, trainers. I like showed up. Are you showing up? Are you trying to get better? Well, and that's in anything in life. Are you trying to get better? Like people work? make fun of like, fat people in the gym, and I'm like, they're that there. That makes me so mad. They're there, you yeah. jackass. Yeah. Like, you really want to, like, oh, look at that person doing whatever. They're there. Where were you? Like, were you always this? Like, right. You, you know, like... And if anything, some of those knuckleheads are the ones I want to choke out. Well, and some of those guys could be the ones, too. And that's the problem, I think, that, you know, there's so much misinformation in fitness and health and diet that some of those guys could be the ones that are trying the hardest. 
they're the ones that are putting in the most effort. They're just following the wrong advice. They're doing the wrong things, right? Yeah. Or like you said, maybe they are making improvement. But at least they're putting forth an effort. Right. You know? I, I think I, I would take that any day of the week over somebody who just wasn't trying at all. Or this idea that you have to achieve some type of standard to start doing different fitness. In, difference in gyms. It's no different than, hey, I'm, re, I'm going off some article I read and I'm showing up and I'm trying. I trained at a gym for a year and a half. It was literally a placeholder in my life where I improved not at all. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I could walk into our gym now if I were brand new, if I were me then, right. and walked in on a decent night, 12 people there, whatever, I'd be like, oh, this is a room full of at least blue belts. Some right. of these guys are purple. There might be a brown belt or two in here, maybe. Right. Well, but, but like, physical, but physical, real, but physical perception, physical perception matters. Like I look back at my gym when I had it in Farmington, right? And I was overweight at the time. I was probably about 205 pounds, but I was significantly heavier. I was wearing like a 36 pant, and to put that in perspective, we're a 31 now, you right? 36 pants, so yeah, I know. So you know, I was like I a 36 know. to a 38 pant, and I was training. I was in really good shape. And uh, same Muay Thai artist that I am now, you know, maybe not as good, not as developed, but um, people would come into the gym and what are they coming in for? To get in shape, to get right. fit, right? They're coming in with this perception of looking like a TIE fighter and then they see me mm -hmm. and it's an immediate turnoff and then they think that the product that I'm offering, even though it's the exact same product that I offer now, isn't yeah. going to give them what they want, even well, though you and I talked about it the range that one day. Yeah. You know, and now, you know, the same guy, but people look at me completely different, mm -hmm. completely different. Now they're like, oh, I want to be like that guy. I want to look like that guy. Like, oh, that guy's selling me something. I'm selling you the same product. You judged me without even knowing what I had to offer. You put me in a box that I could have gave you everything that you were looking yeah. for. You put me in that box. Oh, that's... And that's why you can't do that to people. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like... Uh... Like I said, it's like, you know, get right, look the part, but do it because you believe in it. Right. Like, don't yeah. don't find the motivation of, I need to have an image, be, be that for the well, right you know, reason. I mean, how am I going to ask people to compete? How am I going to ask people to live a healthy lifestyle? How am I going to ask people to put in hard work, mm -hmm. to, to follow their dreams, to live shut off the voices on the outside and listen to their soul and go forward with what they want in life. How am I going to do that and expect that of people if I don't do it myself? Right. Well, and for me, like the biggest turning point in my health journey happened three years ago. Up till three years ago, all of my physical training was aesthetic driven. It was to look better. It was to be stronger and you whatever look better now. right <laughs> and it was my diet was aesthetic driven i wanted a diet to look better right mm -hmm. and about 3 years ago i stopped all of that and i just went i want to be healthy i want to be healthy i just want to be healthy i don't care what that looks like that's going to involve everything that's going to involve my fitness that's going to involve my mobility my flexibility my diet my nutrition you know my mm -hmm. supplementation everything that i do hormone optimization whatever it is i'm going to be healthy then progress happened because you stop chasing that aesthetic mm -hmm. because that aesthetic you can walk up to a guy like me that looks just like me and he could be the most unhealthy unflexible dude in the world yep all the shit nutrition, 
all the bad shit, have bad heart, you name it. They're not the same thing. Right. Being healthy is not what you look like. Being healthy is just being healthy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh... And I chose to accept that and whatever that ends up being. Whatever that ends up being. I just want to be healthy. And you'll probably look like you're healthy. I'll probably look healthy. That's my goal. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I don't know. It's an interesting... I think... An interesting... I, I think if more people out there in the fitness community... The problem is, is, here's the problem. Being healthy and everything that involves being healthy isn't a sellable product. Okay, because as soon as you go to be healthy, then you realize that, like, you really don't need fad diets. You can just monitor and manage your own nutrition. You don't really need anything outside of that. You just can grow and eat healthy food, right? That's a pretty simple thing to do. Yeah, you know just how Just real food, now. right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's no monetization in that, right? Because they can't sell you chemicals. They can't sell you all the stuff that make them money, right? Right. And so you walked out of that. Then you realize that all the fitness industry, all the gyms, all the fitness workouts, all the fad shit, right? Well, none of that applies anymore either. Right. Because really what it falls down to is there's a philosophy of physical mechanics. And that philosophy of physical mechanics applies to all things. And you make it what you need to to be healthy, right? Yeah. And there's no money in that. There's no money in mobility and flexibility. Like there's guys that are trying to monetize that right now. And I, I applaud them for that. But let's face it, like that's all things that don't involve a gym. I can do that at home with the towel. I can be here, you know? There's no monetization in any of these things that involve a healthy or holistic lifestyle. Like, you're not gonna be on pharmaceutical yeah, drugs there, anymore. Is there a thing to say to having a coach in that? Yeah. Like, if is that do. not worth your time and money to have a coach to help you stay on track, to really give you, break down the technique? Because you can say that about Muay Thai. I can look online and see all Muay Thai Oh, I definitely think there's, and, yeah, but I think there is, yeah. but there's no monetization of the product. Maybe in the coaching, but look at the industry that's behind it, right? All of the supplementation industry wouldn't exist. Yeah. All of the pharmaceutical industry would be minimalized. Yeah considerably right well they wouldn't be the, the the food industry would look completely different all of the shit that's in boxes wouldn't be there the problem right. is you know it's like everything else everybody wants a shortcut yeah everybody wants the cheat code and it's like uh I, I, the cheat code i read a blog <laughs> well it, it is but it no, is i, I, I agree i read a blog all about, three agree about all these like because we like them right we all like yep, do Various levels of spending time in nature, tending flocks, or like, you know, we have animals, we try to eat things we kill, gather, whatever. Even on the YouTube channels and the things, these romanticized things people see, I read a thing about a lot of those channels and how little of it that the, a lot of those people actually do now. It's almost like a stage. Yeah. And people try to sell a cheat code for because when most people go out and actually do it, they were like, oh, it's cold. Oh, this sucks. Like, compared to the army, like how they sell stuff. You remember yeah. back when we came in and it was the, I remember there was the commercial and it was the, you see the infantry guy that's like coming out of the water or the dudes that in uh, Florida phase or ranger school and they're sitting there and like you see all these dudes camo like smearing off their face and they look all pissed off and everybody's like, Badass man, that's gonna be so much fun, and I love camping. Look, I had, a, I had a recruiter say it to me best because I, I asked a recruiter once, and I was like, you know, how do you how do you ethically sell this? And he goes, I don't lie to you. He goes, I just tell you what you don't ask, or I don't tell you what you don't ask. Right. 
So, you know, it's just like they leave out that stuff that you may not be that interested in if you don't want to know about it. Right. So, yeah. all right, well. All right, guys, I got to close out. Alright, looks like that is a wrap-up. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Stoned Apes. We will be back here next Friday to continue another uh, pub table conversation. I appreciate you guys, and uh, I will look forward to seeing you all next week. That's a wrap.